What's up, everyone? It is Denise Salcedo. Welcome back to the channel once again. I have been putting up nonstop interview after interview. There is so much content going up on this channel, but I am excited to introduce my guest for today. He is the patriarch of the wingman, the librarian, professional producer, pretty Peter Avalon. What's up, Peter? Hello. Hello, Denise. I couldn't say it better myself. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful introduction. Oh, thank you very much. Well, you know what? It's I, I was kind of thinking back to like when's the last time we did an interview and get this. Our last interview together was September 2019. Oh, all right. So it's, it's been, been a, little a bit. while. Yeah, been a little it's been bit. a while. It's crazy, yeah. though, like how how fast time goes by and like pretty much everything that has sort of, you know, happened, you know, since the last time we talked, because when we first talked, um, you had just signed with AEW, like you were a couple months in with AEW. And so like, it's been pretty cool to see like everything that has sort of happened. And when I saw you at GCW, and then at LA fights, I was like, Oh, my God, I gotta, you know, talk to Peter Avalon at some point, like now that we can you know get this conversation going yeah right it's been some it's been a while i mean there's something happened in between where we really couldn't go outside or anything like that so it's like yeah, it was just nice to see your face in person thank you i appreciate it but like this is kind of a broad question but how you been man i feel good i feel good uh i've been good and i'm feeling good so, that is good. so good. Okay, well, good to know. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into this because I got like so much that I want to go ahead and like talk to you about. And obviously, a lot of that has to do with, you know, the work that you have been doing in AEW, some recent changes as well. Uh, so I kind of want to start off with that because I think that there's been a little bit confusion out there, you know, uh, on the internet as to what really is like your status with AEW. So I wanted you to kind of clarify, like, what is your working relationship right now with AEW, considering that we're seeing you take indie dates, etc. AEW original Peter Avalon is still with AEW. So that's it. Uh, we're able to take outside booking. So I'm just opening up my portfolio, I guess. Okay, that's good to know. That's the thing that I think some people are like, okay, is he done with AEW? Is he not done with AEW? So it's good to know uh, that that you know, being an OG that you are still with AEW. Absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead and like talk about this. So like in terms of, you know, you started off in 2019 signing with the company literally right from the start. You kind of really, you, you know, you really didn't know what AEW would essentially become. And now they have like such a dedicated fan base. They have been uh, very newsworthy to say mm -hmm. the least. They've been making oh, yeah. such huge progress for you as somebody who has been there since the start. What has been like your perspective of things seeing, you know, the company go from like this baby company to like now like this full-on competitive promotion it's been incredible to see especially internally just to see the excitement on everybody's face the the hustle that goes into it everybody doing their thing and everybody just being a part of this cohesive unit to want to see it succeed so it's nice to be there it's nice to be on, uh, on that end and it's nice to see uh to see wrestling you know get a viable second option and kind of with that kind of make a big, uh, make the business start to evolve on its own, you know, change drastically. When you first start, when you first started off with AEW, what was like the initial, like, I guess, pitch or plan for you? Like, what did, what did they basically tell you that you would be doing and how has that like evolved and, you know, changed throughout the time that you've been with AEW? Uh, <clears throat> with the librarian stuff, they gave me a character that was unlike anything 
I've ever done. So while everybody else is doing what they've been doing for 10, 15, 20 years, uh, their own act on the independence, they just kind of bring it onto a national stage. I was given something that was completely unique and something I've never done before. So I was in an interesting situation where I'm not bringing something that I've already established and built to the table. I'm having to kind of get my reps and my and my takes and my trial and error on national television and on dark and everything. So it's like, I'm building a character. I, I had a situation I feel unlike anybody else there. Um, uh, you did, like everybody came in with something. So I've having to try to bring in something very unique. So that's where my situation was very different. And, and, and to kind of be able to, to flourish and bring that and trial and error on a national platform was an incredible feeling. I'm glad they, they kind of trusted me to to uh to be in that unique situation and it's nice that they're still trusting me in that situation to do something now that is uh more myself and how did that how would you say that like challenged you because you know like you said you're bringing on you're trying this new character you're doing this new thing uh, how did that challenge you and also like not just like as a person but like as a performer and how did you like like the creative aspect of all of that it was very challenging. It was very challenging because I was not given much information on it. There wasn't much hashed out about the character. Uh, I was told uh, this is all Tony's Tony's idea, so it's it's this is really one of uh, completely Tony's uh, idea. And then I ran with uh, what little information I had, which was just that I I shush. I'm a librarian, and I kind of lean into a Lanny Poffo energy, ideally. So I took that and I did and I did what I could, but it was very interesting trial and error. Um, and unlike, I think, anything that anyone else was doing at at AEW, everyone was just kind of themselves what they've been doing. And so, yeah, it was interesting. It was something very, very unique. And uh, there was times where I was like, Shh, like, damn, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? So I'm asking people like uh, advice, uh, things about the sports, sports teams in different areas and trying to put stuff together. That isn't exactly Lanny Poffo's poem. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll riff on 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 sports teams. and just kind of go real, real traditional old school. And then uh, we had the dynamic with Leva trying to play where she wasn't a full on heel. So we had a lot of stuff that we were trying and in trial and error. So nothing was set in stone. There was nothing we were playing on that had had uh, worked before, so I didn't have, well, when I was the librarian two years ago, I, I can't go back and pull from a playbook. I didn't have one. So I'm, it's, it was something, it was something. And then like the uh, the chemistry I ended up having with Brandon Cutler, that kind of ended up just- uh, Very good person, yeah. Yeah, and it just ended up kind of unraveling and being very unique on its own. Like I, I uh, I'm happy when people talk about how the story was well written and all this stuff, but there was really nothing written. We were just kind of going week by week and just kind of playing it as it was because we just had good chemistry and good ideas and uh, and nothing else was happening. With uh, nobody was no one was was throwing us ideas or giving us anything. And um, when you don't hear anything, you gotta just kind of do it yourself. 
So what was that collaboration with Brandon Cutler? Like, how was that like? How did you guys riff off of each other and say like, hey, this is what we're going to do? Because you guys are both like for me, like, you know, watching you guys, like one of my favorite things about you, Peter, is your facial expressions. Like, I get a kick out of it because I'm like, and when I'm watching you, like you always tend to elevate things like literally just with like just with your facial expressions. And then Brandon Cutler, you know, such a fun personality, very funny, very charismatic. So it's good to see like both of you guys kind of like mixed in there. So what was that collaboration? like uh me and brandon uh we've known each other for for years we were working at uh we had worked previously at championship wrestling from hollywood um so we were we were already familiar with each other's in-ring work i remember watching him back in pwg when he was with cutler brothers uh things like that so we were already familiar uh with each other um and then just we so we already had a good energy among uh with each other and then uh uh, the the young bucks and everybody were gracious enough to allow me to be uh, on BTE and create on BTE, and then just Brandon and I just start got to create and it was it was just it was just fun and it just worked. So the collaboration really was just us. Anytime we were together, just shoot the shit and talk and think of ideas, and then we would text each other ideas. And then the young bu- the bucks had ideas, and uh, we would create with BTE. And then when the uh, pandemic happened, we were able to kind of keep doing that. Like we did the whole bit where I went up to. I went up to Brandon's house and knocked on his door and called him a big loser. And then we just kind of riffed, kind of riffed on that. And it just, it was, it just ended up being a lot of fun. And a lot of it was written on the fly. A lot of it was written uh, by them. Um, yeah. Week by week. And just to see where it would go. And most of it happened on, uh, on, on BTE. Most of the storytelling was on BTE. I don't really think much of it was actually on dark besides a couple promos and a couple matches real, uh, a lot later on after BTE had already played it out. That's really interesting too. And like, that's the thing that I also kind of want to like jump into because one of the, you know, you, the majority of your time with AEW, you've done a lot of AEW dark. So I kind of want to ask you, you know, I like from a, outsider's perspective i think that show is very important very important for the talent uh can you kind of like add to that and let me know like what it's like to you know be featured on aew dark and how important do you do you think that it is to have a show like this when you have like this you know massive roster on aew and you know not everybody can be constantly getting on aew dynamite or aew rampage I think it's extremely important. I think it's extremely, extremely important. I think Tony thinks it's, it knows it's important because that's where you'll get a lot of your, your record, uh, the matches that'll pad the records for people to go up to TV to look impressive. Um, and now it's turned into like its own unique set of tapes with the dark. It's very familiar. It feels very, uh, what United Wrestling Network was doing, NWA was doing, like a very studio wrestling where you're filming multiple episodes. Uh, so it kind of gives fans a unique perspective, uh, which is very familiar to me when I was producing the uh, Championship Wrestling from Arizona show, where they get to see potential stories that are worth that are going over four weeks. They get to see that happen in front of them uh, the day of if they if they're fortunate enough to see all four of the tapes. So if something happens in in uh, week one and then it pays off in week four, they get to see that and it's unique to them as long as they don't give no spoilers. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's cool that they get to see that. And that's very reminiscent of my time at, at, uh, at Arizona where the, the the fans were very into that idea. It's like, okay, cool, we get to see four weeks, we get to see a month's worth of television being taped in front of us. 
So something that happens at the very beginning of the show, they know, oh, snap, something cool is going to happen in regards to that at the end of the show. I wonder what it is. So now they get that very unique experience ahead of the time, and it gives them a reason to want to come to the show and not have to wait the month uh, to figure out what happens in that story. And then they get to see little behind-the-scenes stuff like you know the wrestlers getting loaded into the ring and cameras getting put into place and real cool technical television stuff that I, at least I think is super cool. Uh, and I thought was cool when I would go to television tapes that I was not a part of. So I was like, oh, you know, you see little tricks. See, oh, look, there's so-and-so. And, oh, <laughs> you know, it's cool like that. Um, so I think that's that's really cool about AEW Dark. So I'm thrilled that I've gotten to be a part of that. And I think the storytelling has gotten better on it, that they have unique stories on Dark, as well as stories that will parlay into Dynamite and to Rampage and into eventual the, the four pay-per-views of the year. So it's all... It should work like that. It all should be cohesive storytelling with unique stories like how Heat and Velocity back in the day kind of were. You had a you had a little feud happening here that was very unique to the show and then other stuff that would enhance what's going to happen on the Monday and the Friday show. Uh, so I think that's very important. And I think more can be done absolutely to really tighten up those shows because I think there needs to be unique uh, feuds like a Brandon Cutler and a Peter Avalon because uh, we kind of forced that in there. It didn't, it didn't happen – uh, with AEW, kind of forced it with the Bucks and DTE and everything, and I'm glad it happened because it got people talking, and now people consider it a very uh, important part of Dark's history because it was one of the first like major feuds, and it was a silly uh, losers, you know, losers fight. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I love that though. I love that. I love that type of like comedy and whatnot. And here's the thing too about AEW Dark is that one of the things that I noticed, you know, obviously I review Dynamite and Rampage every single week and get to watch Dark, you know, sporadically. But here's the thing about AEW Dark that I've noticed is that it's sort of like more, uh, I feel like the people that watch Dark and watch, you know, all the AEW products, those are like the real like diehard AEW fans were like, this is their number one promotion. This is the promotion that they're dedicating their time and their effort to and that's been really cool to see because you yeah. mentioned the fact that you see these stories in corp some of these stories get incorporated into dynamite and rampage and i like that because there's times where like i'm watching the show and i'm like oh like you know maybe i didn't have the full information about how this all began and some people be like oh yeah like this is what's going on on AEW dark this is what's yeah. happening and i'm like that's pretty cool and i think it gives people you know that extra layer of like hey if you're watching you know these bonus additional content you're able to like add uh, to your viewing experience when you're watching, you know, Dynamite and Rampage. It adds depth to a lot of the uh, wrestlers and the characters because if you're going to see somebody on television who's not on very often, like if you have a Brock Anderson uh, who who decides to have a match on, uh, gets fortunate enough to have a match on Dynamite, when people tune in, they might not understand that's that's Arn Anderson's son, but there, he's got more depth to him if they can decide to go back and watch Dark and and Elevation and see that he has matches where he's won and he's capable and he does this and he does that. It's like, oh, okay. And that gives us so much more depth to, to somebody like a Brock Anderson who's very still very green and very uh, new where he doesn't have much depth yet. You know, So it does that right away for a lot of people. That's very important. It is. It really is. And that's one of the things that like I wanted to touch on with AEW Dark because I really do feel that it's important. It's an important part of the AEW like system or foundation, whatever you want to go ahead and, you know, refer to it as. But the thing that I do also want to talk about with you is like, okay, like, you know, AEW's Dark is like fun and all of that. But uh, for you, were there ever any like more uh, plans for you to be featured a little bit more on Dynamite and Rampage? And is that something that, you know, that you wanted that you perhaps picked? 
pitched, anything along those lines? Of course I want it. Uh, and we have pitched pitch things. I, would, I think the wingmen are perfect for uh, for Dynamite and for Rampage. And of course, I think I'm perfect for any kind of television. <laughs> my face is made for television. I was on Family Feud, watched by 3.5 million viewers. Whatever, whatever. I know. I'm good for TV. So of course I want to be on it. But uh, we've pitched things, of course. and But we're there. We're ready. And we're able. And we're capable and ready. I know how, I know how it works. I know what the business is. And it's a wild time in the business. So Tony's got a lot of new toys that he wants to feature on his shelf. So you know, I'll get my, yeah, yeah. I'll get mine. Well, let's talk about that because that is one of the things that's also interesting too for AEW is we're seeing a lot of new faces, which is very exciting, you know, very Super exciting cool. for the roster because mm -hmm. it adds, you know, more stories, more matches. Uh, the fans get really excited about yep. it. So I know from like the fan perspective, how we feel uh, in terms of like being part of the roster, you know, uh, tell us a little bit of what's like, you know, seeing all of this new uh, influx of, you know, different faces coming into the company. It just kind of like gives you that uh, it kind of brings me back, I guess, because it's like uh, Brian Kendrick. He's about to to wrestle with AEW. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, yeah. I got stoked. And that's when I was like, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I have a list of people I want to work. And he's on that list. And I never thought he could actually be potential to wrestle. You know what I mean? So it's things like that. It just kind of gets you thinking and it gets you excited as somebody within the business. And then, of course, it's going to get you excited uh watching as a fan because it's like oh that door that forbidden door is not so forbidden no more wow zoinks <laughs> that is the cool part too because you like you just never know like you always think like hey maybe there's a possibility but when yeah. the possibility becomes a little bit more possible then it is nice yeah. to you know have it because when that announcement was made about the brian kendrick i was just like oh shoot like this is definitely happening yeah. um okay so peter one of the things that i also want to touch on with you is you know I, I mentioned at the top of this that we our last interview was around september 2019 and you had really just been there for a couple of months in aew things are really just getting started but before that, you and I kind of go back to, you know, uh, do I got to do a couple of the championship wrestling from Hollywood shows, uh, the Arizona shows. So we kind of got to know each other a little bit there. And so, uh, you know, the independent wrestling lifestyle is very different. Uh, you know, the, the the road life is is a little bit different. Everything's different about it. So I want to ask you, what has how has your life changed since going from, you know, pre AEW to being somebody that is known on this, you know, massive company and what, how, how has your life changed? Like, uh, from both a performer standpoint standpoint and a performers performers and personal standpoint, excuse me. Uh, the work that comes with it has changed for sure. Um, your day to day changes, of course. Uh, the other work that stems off of the of the current work you're doing changes, which is cool. You get different opportunities. Uh, and I am great at packing a bag now to travel with. Let me tell you, man, I'm fr I am precise. You know, I got my backpack and my roller and yeah, we're good. You got it no. down to a science. Woo! Let me tell you, Denise. <laughs> I love that. No, that is really cool because again, like you just don't know, like it's like one thing that happens in somebody's life and then, you know, things just like take off and go from there. You, you mentioned family feud, like getting an opportunity to do that. Like, what was that experience like? It was awesome. We were team Arquette and we won. It was great. We were against uh, team Pee Wee Herman. So it was great to see these, uh, these other celebrities against us uh, wrestling celebrities. You know, you had, you had pretty Pete and jungle Jack. So, you know, it was a great alliterative lineup. What can you want? What more can you want?
Exactly, exactly. All right. Uh, last thing about AEW, I do want to ask you, uh, now that you get to add all of these indie booking dates, etc., you know, you're just adding to your list of duties to do, uh, adding to your repertoire, repertoire, my goodness, um, for you, like, how important is it to have this new element added uh, to your wrestling career that says, hey, you can you're on AEW, but you're also able to take independent booking dates? It's great. It's great. The AEW stamp just confirms that I am one of the best. I love it. I love it. And you're also going to be at LA Fights, which I'm excited. Mm-hmm. You're going to be wrestling Dark Sheik. I think that's going to be very fun. You're going to be at Lucha Va Boom. Are there any yeah. other ones that I'm missing right now? And, and are you looking forward to those dates? <clears throat> There's a couple a couple more that haven't been announced yet. Uh, uh, I just could, uh, confirmed a date with Prestige Wrestling. I'm not in, uh, in March. I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. Um, and PP Ray is still rolling. Me and Ray Rosas are still out there and we're vibing and uh, we're going to be teaming up again. But it's under masks at Lucha Vavoom on the 11th and the 12th as Sexy Mexis. So I'm excited for that. Uh, so, yeah, I'm rocking and rolling. It's fun. And there's a, there's a, there's a few more a few more under wraps that will get announced with time. I'll keep an eye out for that and everybody keep an eye out for that. All right, Peter. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, you know what? Actually, before we get into the game, I do have that one final question for you. I asked this to all my guests and I think that this is an important question. It's broad, but 2022, we're literally at the second month of the year. We're just getting started. What is your vision? What is your vision for Pretty Peter Avalon for 2022? (sighs) Rocking and rolling, flying all over, a lot of bookings here and there, whether it's uh, wrestling, television, you name it. All of it, all the good stuff. Alrighty, so we are done with the interview portion of this, and now we're going to go ahead and move on to this game that we're going to do. So uh, I usually do the lightning round game, but we've done the lightning round game before, so I was like, I'm going to switch things up. Earlier, I mentioned that one of my favorite things about you, Peter, is the facial expressions that you make, so I thought... All right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play Face Morphomania with Peter Avalon. This is a game that I do on F4W, and it's really fun. And basically what I do is I get two images of two different wrestlers, and I morph them into one person that you've never seen before. Your job, Peter, is to try and figure out who are those two wrestlers. You get three guesses, and if not, then you just don't get it. You fail. But um, this is a really fun game, and these are all... All AEW wrestlers. So uh, all AEW. All right. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's play Face Morphomania. Number one, who are the two wrestlers morphed in to this photo? Oh, it's. uh, That's Cody. Correct. Oh, my God. (laughs) Is that the uh, the actor? That act, yeah, the Green Arrow actor, forgot his name. Oh, Stephen Amell? No, but good, good observation. No, but it's not Stephen Amell. You got two more guesses. It's Cody and Mox. Nope, not Mox. One more guess. Ugh, whose eyes are that? Is that? I would say maybe look at the nose and the mouth a little bit. I kind of see it there. Is that Eddie? <laughs> Who did you say, Eddie Kingston? Is that Eddie? No, it's not Eddie Kingston. All right, so you did not pass this one. Uh, You did get the Cody part right, but it was Cody and Brian Danielson. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, it's more of like you could kind of you can see it in the nose and in like the eyes, like the squinting of the eyes. <laughs> Man, I'm blind. This is terrible. <laughs> Alrighty, so next one up, number two. This game's a lot harder than people think. All right, um, number two. Here we go. Who are the two women uh, morphed into this photo here? Yikes. I have no guesses. Unbelievable. Is that is are the eyes Kylan King? It's not Kylan King, no. Oh, that's one guess down. Two more guesses. Rip Baker. Yes, that's one. Oh no. <laughs> You're like <laughs> Serena Deeb? Not Serena Deeb. You got one more guess. Rip Baker oh, yeah. and who else? I have no clue. I have nothing. I have nothing. You can always pass. Pass. All right, pass. All right, here we go. The correct answer was uh, Rip Baker and Ruby Soho. Jesus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tough one. It was They're a tough, tough one. <laughs> all right, next one. Uh, number three. Uh, who are the two wrestlers morphed into this photo? Moxley. Correct. Correct. You got one more. Oh, is it is it Danielson again? It's not Danielson. It's Moxley and uh I would pass. say look pass. the shape of the head, the I'm ears, kidding. and the lips. I got nothing. <laughs> I really they morph into something so new. This I was gonna say no, I have nothing. I have no one. All right, here we go. The answer is John Moxley and CM Punk. Is it? Oh, yeah. it looks like like bulletproof troop kind of from out here in SoCal. Do you know bulletproof troop? No, I he's, don't actually. He's all championship wrestling from Hollywood. Is a badass MMA fighter, pro wrestler. It looks like a tweaked version of him. That's so funny, isn't it crazy? Like you just never know. Like it's a lot harder than it looks. All right, here we go. We got two more. Uh, oh. Next one up. Who are these two people morphed into this photo? Matt Hardy. Yes. JR? No. Two more. Oh. <laughs> Damn, this is terrible. You're doing pretty good in terms of like you've at least gotten one one person on each and every yeah, single I've one. Yeah, I've gotten I've nailed none of them. It's Matt Hardy and uh, Jericho. Correct. Ding, ding, ding. You got it right. Yes, wow. it's Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho morphed together. <laughs> Alrighty, so you got one right so far. Uh, the last one here. Uh, who's in this photo? That's Adam Cole and... It's definitely Adam Cole. Yes, sorry. I forgot to say yes. <laughs> I don't know who the second person is. <laughs> I would say look closely at the eyes, the nose, <laughs> the facial hair. Me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to look at my picture and like move my head. I was like, oh, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> 
was like, look, I was like trying to point it out and I was seeing like seeing it side by side was hilarious. Um, <laughs> it was definitely you and Adam Cole. Uh, so there you go. You got two out of five. Not too bad. I've played with other people who have done a lot worse. So right. uh, you at least get to celebrate with two. Uh, Peter, I literally had a blast uh, doing this interview with you, doing this uh, face morphomania game with you. Uh, please, before we go, let the people know where they can follow you, where they can see you, etc. See me on uh, follow me on Instagram, PPA all day. I'm on Twitter at P Avalon, uh, PeterAvalon.com. It's being updated, but it's coming soon. Uh, so yeah, check me out there, and I'll see you soon on some local indies and on AEW. I love it. Alrighty, guys, thank you so much for watching. I'm going to post all the links where you can follow Peter in the description box below. So make sure you guys click on that. Do not forget to give this video a like, subscribe to the channel, and make sure to check out some of the other interviews that have gone up and the ones that are incoming as well. But until next time, this is Peter Avalon. I'm Denise Salcedo. We'll see you guys later. Bye, everybody.